0: Okay. do you want to get some tea
1: no 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 No, okay. I can do that
2: I can do that I am capable that Steven. would have been so
0: much louder if you hadn't lost your voice it really would have it really would have. I like the aggression though I like the attitude
1: yeah <laughs> that's right the breaks in the voice is what makes it
2: ah <laughs> George of the Jungle. Yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's my war cry. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Literally. That is what I sound like. Okay, we'll try not to laugh too much. Okay, times okay here I we go.
0: Okay. <clears throat> Hi, and welcome to Dead Mom Society.
1: The club that nobody wants to be in. We get you. Let's do this. I'm Kate. I'm Mel. And we're just two girls with dead moms working through our grief. And we hope you want to listen and talk about it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
0: <laughs> so, it is a Tuesday and we recorded this episode a week and a half ago now. And the people that we are going to talk about are just the loveliest of sort and I did not know them before this recording. Mel knows them very well. And just to have a little, you know, deep just a look into how these recordings just instantly bond all of us. I went over expecting to be over at Mel's house for probably two hours to like do all the stuff. I spent the entire day with him <laughs> because you just, you just get, you cross yes. that border, you cross that boundary and you're just like, well, I guess we're going to be friends now. And this, this is, is where we're <laughs> And it was the loveliest day. Super serendipitous. And it was just so nice. So we're really excited for you to hear this episode. It's different than our previous ones. Um, obviously still tackles the same subject matter, but hopefully we're, widening the net now as to people that can relate to this
1: and we're excited for you guys to see just a little bit of a different viewpoint on losing someone in a different way than we have because we know it opened our eyes Um, we have a lot of questions that we didn't even know we had that got answered and I think it even sparked more questions in us and the possibility for more understanding of grief Mm -hmm. it's kind of exciting as much as it is heartbreaking so Totally. We hope that
0: you guys are benefiting from this. We hope you're getting more out of it. But I just got to say, even if you're not, we're so we, are, yes! we are. We're getting so much. We're, we're getting so <laughs> much out of we're it. We're Learning so much, and it's been such a beautiful, wild ride so far. And we just can't wait for it to
1: keep going. We can't wait. Yay!
0: <laughs> so Mel, how was your week? How have the last few weeks been?
1: The last couple of weeks have been pretty good. I um, recently, though, had an experience um, talking about my grief with someone, not a friend, um, not a family member, kind of someone like out, a stranger, so to speak. And, you know, they, they talked about my mom in like a really negative way without even knowing her uh, because of some, something she had dealt with in her life, losing her mom to suicide Um, and they talked about that in a really negative way and how, because my mom lost her mom to suicide, she carried that with her for her whole life. And now I'll carry that with me for my whole life. Um, which is just a horrible way to talk about someone you're grieving and totally an intrusion in my opinion. Um, because I didn't really ask her opinion either. So I thought maybe we could talk about that a little before this episode. Mm
0: hmm. Definitely. I think that's just a really interesting thing. Uh, And I have experienced very little of this. And I don't know how much of this really exists with people's grief. But I think sometimes people might be thinking they're helping you by relating your grief to maybe something that they felt or something they've read. And I think it can be difficult when people put expectations or um, values or P- people just take your grief and kind of explain it to you it's uh, really it's yes. an interesting concept and it's only happened a handful of times to me so again it's not something that i like deal with constantly mm-hmm. but you know that's a handful of times it's happened it's it's uh i don't know if offensive is the right word but it is it's an intrusion setting yeah yeah because i mean you, maybe you're in a place where you're like finally opening up to someone about your grief or maybe you you know just need a little bit of extra support and Instead of listening and hearing about what you're going through, they instead put their own ideas onto your grief. And I think that can be really difficult. And I think that sometimes people think they're helping. So it's, it is tough also in the same sense of just being like, well, give them the benefit of the doubt, this and that. But at the same time, it's perfectly okay to listen to them, hear them, and then say, you're completely wrong everything you just said does not relate to me and I don't have to listen to your advice and I don't have to listen to what you said because at the end of the day your grief is your grief and even if you're not willing to explore it or you're not ready to take those deep dives you still know it better than anyone else does and you do not need to feel like you need to you know soak in other people's opinions about your grief because it's not theirs it's yours and we were talking about it before we started and Mel kind of was just saying like I, I asked her, I was like, Are you okay? Like what what's going through your mind? She was like, I feel really confident. She's like, I I know that what she was saying was wrong. I know what she was saying was a lie. And it makes me feel better about my grief because I know that it's not true. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool that you that's have that pretty experience. fucking cool, Yeah.
1: I think there's something to be said about um a few years down the line, especially knowing how I feel about my, grieving my mom, whether or not, um, I'm, you know, in acceptance at this moment or whatever it may be, but knowing how I feel about grieving her so that when people do explain their grief to me, I just picture my mom in her hospital bed again saying, but this isn't for us. Mel. it's for them. Mm. And that's what it is. And that's how I try to look at it. You know, people are inserting it. They're grasping at straws, trying to find a way to make themselves, Feel like they can understand what you're going through, even if they don't. So it's for them. It's not for us. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's, it's intrusive and it's frustrating and I wish it would stop and I wish people wouldn't do that. But I think that's, that's a thought that helps me when I'm in the middle of it for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think that's something that we should also like when we do our, um, episodes that are just like on a tactic, I yes. think we've talked about, you know, how to respond to someone when they are telling you something or saying something that does not sit well with you. That's definitely something mm. subject subject matter that we want to explore because like we've talked about, Mel and I are both very honest people. And mm. you know what? I'll be honest. I've blocked people from the way that they have Yes, my mom's death and my grief. And it's, it's, uh, it's something I am currently dealing with and exploring. And I definitely think that that's something that we can touch on of just like, how to handle that in a healthy way for you? That's not going to make you hold resentment towards someone, but yeah. also in a way that cuts it off because you don't need to be dealing with that. Right? You know, you're already going through enough, so there's really no reason that you need to harbor someone else's weird fucking feelings.
3: about No, your grief. no,
1: <laughs> you don't need someone else's opinion to muddy your healing process. Mm-hmm. The healing process with grief is so tough already. So. Mm-hmm. You don't need any any interruptions in that.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, that's the newest newest little experience that we've had. Well, the newest <laughs> and
1: greatest yeah. in the life of Mel and Kate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Otherwise, though, I feel like it's actually been a pretty mundane couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. It's the lull. It's the holiday lull. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Not a ton of time for reflection when you don't have a moment to think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll get you. That'll get you. And Mm. also, I mean, maybe is it a little bit of a coping mechanism that I haven't been alone with my thoughts in Uh. several weeks. Oh no, I couldn't imagine. Immediately put on a podcast, and when I'm cooking, I put on a podcast, and when I'm washing my face, I'm put on on a a (laughs) podcast.
1: Is it a coping mechanism? Maybe, perhaps, maybe, perhaps. maybe you're just doing what you gotta do to get through it. Kate. Yeah,
0: yeah. January first, you know, New Year's resolution. Woo! Spend more time in silence. We will see. We will see if that is possible.
1: <laughs> do we
0: do that? Maybe. Uh, anywho. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that's that. We're gonna start this episode now, and we hope you enjoy. And any feedback is welcome.
1: Yes, we're so excited to share this episode with you guys. Um, Alex and Will have an incredible take on grief to share with you all, and we're so honored to be a part of their story with them sharing it with us, and we hope that you feel the same way. Here we go. Hi, welcome to Dead Mom Society. This week, we have two very special guests. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Hey. <laughs> today we have will and alex here
3: uh my name is will smith
2: i'm alex whitten happy hey. to be here <laughs> perfect and we're gonna talk about oh. their, grief. <laughs> their grief
1: so to start off will what was your dad's name
3: his name was greg smith
1: and can you tell us a little bit about greg
3: sure um you know great guy uh my hero great dad great leader very selfless. I mean, I could go on and on, on, but that's, we'll leave it at that. No. Okay. <laughs> Alex, I don't know if you want to.
2: No, I agree with everything you said. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you have like a different sort of relationship before?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was it was fun getting to know him. He His office was really close to our office, so it was fun just to kind of have those, him come and pick us up for lunch moments and. hmm Things like that. I feel like I was lucky to have those one-off, you know.
3: Yep, grabbing a drink after work. Mm -hmm. Broncos games, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, it was, yeah, we were very lucky. Mm
1: -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about the day that you lost Greg?
3: Sure. So we were on a family vacation in Hawaii. Alex was with us. You know, the first day of the vacation was awesome. Just went snorkeling, had a great time, you know, great dinner everyone was really enjoying themselves. And it was the second day, Uh, him and my brother went out snorkeling. Alex and I took a walk along the beach and we came back and he had passed away uh, from a sudden heart attack. And, you know, Alex and I did not know who it was. Uh, We just saw a lot of commotion in an ambulance and, you know, we realized it was Austin. And, um, yeah, I mean, just rushed over and complete shock. You know, it was tough. It was really tough. His mom and his sister were also there, but they're at their house or, you know, apartments, hotel, whatever. And so telling them was very difficult. It was kind of a blur for the first few hours. It took a while to really set in, but once it did, it was uh, really tough, really tough.
0: That's shocking. It
2: yeah. almost seems yeah. like a mistake. Like, that can't, yeah. that can't be happening to us.
3: Exactly. I think that was exactly. how it
2: felt. Like, when we saw, like, you see it up ahead. You know, you're just walking along the beach. We're in Hawaii. And mm-hmm. you see it up ahead. And you're like, oh, my gosh. You know, what could possibly be happening? This poor family. This poor family. Exactly. exactly. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yep. And then I remember seeing your dad's swimsuit. I mm-hmm. remember seeing the swimsuit he was wearing. And he was on the ground. And I was like, yep. oh, my gosh. That's our family up there. Yep. And I feel like after that, it
3: was just... It was just a blur, Yeah, really. Um, Alex was great. Really helped us. Really glad she was there. It was tough.
0: How much longer were you in Hawaii after that?
3: I think it was one more day, and then we left that night. Yeah, yeah, two nights. And one thing that really hit me was my mom handing me the keys to one car to drive back to the airport. That was kind of my true realization. Like, I'm going to have to be the head of this family, and kind of take over so that was tough
0: are you the oldest I am okay how many siblings do you have
3: one brother he's three years younger than me um and unfortunately you know he took the brunt of it he was in the water with him and saw more than I did it was uh really hard on him but you know he handled it unbelievably incredibly strong yeah it was truly impressive
2: yeah, I was I was amazed by your brother yeah. and your mom. And like when you're also somewhere that's not home, it's kind of like you're just checking things off your list. You're like, oh, exactly. we gotta get packed. We have to rebook our airlines. Yeah. I remember the hotel staff was great and helpful, mm-hmm. but it was kind of just like, you're doing all these things and you're like, I don't want to be doing any of yeah. these things. You don't things want to talk to anyone. I don't time. want to do
3: anything. Don't yeah. want to eat. You know. Right.
2: I remember being like, oh, I need to like make breakfast for everyone, but like nobody wants to eat. But I was like, I think we need to be eating. (laughs) Like we (laughs) need to be. (laughs)
3: Yeah. And you know, just trying to enjoy. We're in this picturesque place. Maui. It's just awesome. Our place was awesome. And it was just so bizarre to like not realize that after that Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. And not being. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like Like, we are actually in heaven in Maui. It was and the nicest just, vacation I've ever been on, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was uh, kind of that contrast was very, thinking back on it was very, you know, interesting. It was weird. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. Very.
1: It sounds like there'd be a lot of complicated feelings also of wanting to feel your grief at that point, but knowing you have to get things together to leave. Exactly. And, exactly. And go back to a place where the grief may set in. Harder.
3: Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: Can you expand a little bit on how that might have affected you guys?
3: Yeah. um, It kind of, honestly, thinking back about it, it was just being able to focus on something else was somewhat helpful, Mm -hmm. honestly. And obviously, like you said, you want to feel and remember my dad, but and kind of like just take it in almost. Um, But having to focus on something, just like, logistics, packing, whatever, was get it out of your own head, I guess. So that was helpful to me, at least. And, you know, we had to deal with... My dad was like a public figure, so we had to deal with, like, newspapers and stuff and issue a statement. And, you know, we yeah, had to tell a lot of people before <sighs> um, because we didn't want them to, like, see the newspaper and be like, oh, my God. So we had to tell a lot of people, which was really hard. Obviously, had to tell... Our work about everything, that was tough. Mm-hmm. I was about to start a new job, the in two weeks I think. So that was, that whole part of it was just weird. I don't know the people I'm working with, and having to like, call them, and be like, "Hey, I don't know you," but this happened. So yeah, um, that was really weird, and tough, really tough.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is talking about the experience of your dad's death. Does that kind of play into your grief a little bit? Because I know with Mel and me, we both had this coming. So we were able to tell people, my parents going to die. And when we told them, it was like, oh, that's really sad, but it's not shocking. Mm-hmm. Was the shock of your dad's death, how did that correlate with your grief and how you were feeling?
3: I think it kind of just extended it, you know, mm-hmm. where it took a while to really process. Um, especially when we got home. Mm-hmm. Like the first, when it happened... You know, those two days, it was like, what the hell's going on? Like just, it just doesn't seem real. It's, it's just it's like a blur. Sudden. And I don't think we slept, obviously. It was just like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And then you get home and it's like, Holy shit, this is this is real. Like, we've gotta do so much shit and kind of live again. <laughs> oh yeah. And it was I, I again, it was just not like it wasn't real. when we were in Hawaii it just wasn't real and then getting home it was very real (laughs) quickly
2: it's interesting like the contrast though I remember your episode when you were talking about like just the difference of like what would you rather have would you rather have it coming would you Mm -hmm. rather it be sudden and I feel like there's they're similar in the way of like either way you're gonna always think about what's the last thing you said did we get it all in because exactly. i remember we had that conversation like absolutely you know should we have gone snorkeling too like we took a walk instead yep. and maybe we you know could have gone in the water and it's so the same me. thing if you know it's so. also like well did we get everything in that we wanted to yep. and i don't know i feel like it i don't they're equally as shitty <laughs> i don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: um yeah that's a great point and great
2: i point. i do feel like
1: with a more shocking loss, complicated bereavement, is more common. Um, And I know our audience has reached out to us to talk about complicated bereavement more, meaning exactly what you just talked about, all the what-ifs, because Mm -hmm. we had time to plan. Like, Kate went to therapy to cope with her mom's death before her mom died. And I was in therapy coping with my mom's death before my mom died. We had this opportunity to grieve before it happened, and you weren't allowed that chance. And do you think that plays into, like you said, elongating the grief for you guys?
3: Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Um, again, it was just like looking at these stages of grief, I was like, you're missing one. Shock. <laughs> and just like, yeah. holy <laughs> shit, like what Ooh, happened? Um, and I know that's not you guys. Like that's the set one. <laughs> that's not on you guys. Like, <laughs> we missed it. We yeah. to yeah. <laughs> yeah. whoever, whoever set that up missed one. <laughs> there are six. Um, yeah. So... Um, Definitely just like as you said, elongated it and made it a little bit more complicated, I think, just in terms of getting back to so called normal,
1: which is such a shitty word when we talk about grief. Right. Yeah. There is no normal, yeah. there's no more normal, you and there to, never will be. Exactly. No, and you have to rebuild exactly. something that you didn't expect to lose. Um, so you talked a little bit about the stages of grief, mm-hmm. so of the five. Uh Or, I guess, the six stages (laughs) of grief. Uh So, shock, denial, anger, sadness, bargaining, and acceptance. Which do you think you felt first? And I'm guessing. I think I know. And can you tell us a little bit more about how you learned to cope with it or how you still are learning to cope with it?
3: Sure. Um, Again, shock was obvious. I think the denial was kind of eliminated for me just because we walked up on it and we're like, that Mm. happened. Um, I never really got angry or if it was, it was a very brief anger, I guess, just in terms of anger at myself of what else could we have done. And then very briefly, like, wish my dad took better care of himself. Did he need to be snorkeling that day? But that ended, I think, before we even got off the flight for me or maybe, you know, a few weeks Um, just because we saw what happened and Mm -hmm. it was like, there's no, there's no time, not no time for that because we have to, as you said, rebuild. And I guess for me, it was like, I need to be strong for my mom, my brother. I can't be showing those feelings to them unless they need to see it or they're going through something and want to talk about it. But I feel like the rebuilding part was like, I need to be strong. I can't, I need to like push to like we've got to get back to so called normal which Mm -hmm. is again a terrible word Um, sadness I mean that was that's still ongoing obviously sad for my mom especially Um, sad for my grandma I think learning to cope with all those again for me it was just trying to rebuild and be strong for my family and kind of not obviously it happened not ignore it You know, I always remember my dad, think about him every day, but I think it's, I learned through just, I've got to be strong for my family.
2: Yeah. I think, um, like acceptance was something that was quick. I feel like, especially because we were there and I remember I was so upset on the airplane because I was like, Oh, like if we leave, like he's still there. Like it just felt so like it's us going back without him. So I feel like that was one that was just like right away, even though I think that's supposed to be later on. But I was like, Oh, it's it's happening for (laughs) sure.
3: And it's real. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I think now mostly just sadness. I mean, we're getting married next year and that
3: that's going to be really (laughs) tough.
2: Yeah, Um, And it's also like Broncos games or, Westcliff. Westcliff weekends, his house in the mountains. Yeah. Just every day. So for am like, your dad was just so much fun <laughs> to yeah. be around where I'm like, I miss him. Yep. Yep.
1: Well, and I do want to validate a couple of things you said, like not ignoring, but I feel like there is value in almost dissociating from that day. Agreed. To mm-hmm. be able to move forward. Agreed. Because otherwise you're stuck there. Reliving you your trauma. Right. Right just reliving in it yeah it's hard and there's a difference between feeling your feelings and processing them and being stuck in a time warp of reliving your trauma over and over and over again so I see the value in what you had to do for your family and I can imagine being the older sibling the next quote-unquote in line from your father can add a lot of pressure for you to feel that way already nevertheless when you lose him yep And what you were saying, Alex, you know, being able to, you said like acceptance is supposed to be last, Mm -hmm. but I really don't believe talking, Kate and I talk about this a lot. There's no linear, (laughs) like grief is not linear. It's not first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Like, I think I've mentioned this before, but I remember when um, Kate's mom hadn't passed yet and mine had, and she asked me one night, she's like, okay, so where are we at? Are we at stage one? Are we at stage two? Like, it's been five months now. So I just kind of want to prep myself for where I should be there. And I'm like, I don't know. But it's because, you know, I think there's a very linear perception of grief. You go through this, then this, then that. But acceptance could hit you right away or sadness hits you before denial. And all of a sudden it's three years later and you're like, my mom's not dead. I don't think there's any right way right or way, way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: Yeah, it is definitely cyclical, I think. I, Because I'm kind of... I had acceptance very, very quickly. I was the only one there when my mom passed. My family was very quickly around me, but it was just this really weird thing where we were just... We were like, okay, well, she's gone now. Like, what, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> oh, okay. And it's really interesting, but I just felt angry for the first time on Thanksgiving. Like, just felt angry for the first time. So... Do you feel how long has it been since your dad passed? It's
3: been almost four years, or yeah, yeah. approaching four, I mean, years, four years. Next two weeks. Two weeks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So through those four years, have you had moments or situations where you're sitting there and you're either bargaining like, oh, if only this, what if we did this, if only, or you get really mad like, can you tell us any kind of experiences that you've had where your grief kind of snuck up on you a little bit?
3: Sure. Um, I think one that hit me pretty recently actually was. We were down in Westcliff with my grandma, who's, let's just put it as a handful.
2: Uh, that's nice. are they all? Yes. And that was, she's a gem. Yeah, she's,
3: yeah, she's, she's a handful. Um, and that's my, my dad's mom. And I was like, you know, she's talking all this house stuff and finances. I'm like, damn it, dad. Like, I wish you were here so bad. Like, and just to like see how they interact and she's trying to my grandma i think is trying to like put this perception like i'm him Mm -hmm. at times
2: definitely she puts a lot of not pressure on you but no
3: pressure is a good word for it and you know at times i'm just so frustrated not with actually it is with her but then i'm like damn it dad yeah i wish you were here to not only like take care of that i want to be a part of those conversations obviously and step in where i can but just to see how they interact and like reactions to the crazy shit he sa- she says. And, yeah. You know, just, I don't know. I I, I got a little imagine. bit frustrated. I don't know if it's angry, just like, damn it. Just like, <laughs> yeah. like why I ought exactly. Yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Are you and your dad similar?
3: Oh, Very. gosh, yes. Yeah. That <laughs>
0: yes. kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. well and I think Kate touched on this I don't know if this episode has aired where she touched on this but (laughs) she talked about when your parent is so lovely and wonderful and such a good person it makes it harder because there's these shoes that people expect you to fill Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that because it's it's true whether or not people are directly telling you You should be like your dad or Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. Exactly. Yeah. They treat you like like you said, like you are him. Yeah. yeah. And it adds this weight on your shoulders where like, how do I perform to be this person? I remember you
2: saying that immediately and I was like, Oh, I just wanna like relieve you of that for some in some way. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's fair and it's it's warranted. Like I think Mm -hmm. you will, but it's just an interesting it's layered. Like, I don't know ad. how to do
3: that stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. not yet. Like I'm still. Or like you don't want to be doing that exactly. stuff.
2: Just yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Like I
3: need his help. Is basically you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very much about other people. It's other people trying to find the person that they lost in their next of kin, which is just not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to put that kind of pressure on people. It's not fair to put that expectation on people. Like people say to me all the time whenever I laugh, "Oh, you sound just like your mom," and I love it. It's uh, so lovely to me. But then I'm like but I'm not her. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm yep. sad that you're grieving her as am I, but you can't do that. Do that to me. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, do you still kind of have that? Do you still, oh, yeah. people still put that on you? Oh mind? yeah.
3: Every time I meet, you know, one of his colleagues or, you know, an old friend, it's like, Oh my God, you look exactly like your dad. <sighs> it's like, you sound exactly like your dad. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Know. Your Get mom it. will say it too. Like
2: you'll do something all like, you know, complain about, some temper tantrum you're having uh-huh. about and he was like well she's just like some or he's just like somebody <laughs> <laughs> that's very true <laughs> i can't admit that <laughs> yeah. but yeah
3: it, i mean you hit the nail on the head that's exactly mm-hmm. i we've i've been through that dozens of times and that will continue and yeah. as you said that's someone else looking for something in mm-hmm. someone and something else. It's terrible, yeah. Exactly. They're finding
0: the lightness still and the brightness that that person had. Exactly. And it's it's comforting to people and I totally get it, but sometimes it's just like, stop.
1: Yes. Well, and also, like, <laughs> exactly. Katie said something really good in the last episode where she was, like... <laughs> 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 she, um, but, you know, it's valid to want to find something good and something bad. Just like when people come up to me and tell me they have a dream of my mom and mm-hmm. I only have dreams of my mom dying. And, like, I get it, but like Kate said, tell someone else. Exactly. Like, if, I was gonna if say, if somebody, well, you, well,
2: you don't need to know. Well, well.
3: Yeah,
1: like, yeah. you know, you look like your dad. Oh, so, yeah. next time somebody thinks that, it can be like, oh, then like do tell it to someone else don't well, let me hear that like, yeah I, like, I don't need yeah. that it's okay or <laughs> yeah. well, like your dad would be i don't know if you relate to this but i have a really hard time when people tell me your mom would be so proud of you
3: oh i can't stand it it's it the worst it's like right? i know that like yeah like, right like that's, that's what that i'm was trying never to in question <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, <I'm> fucking
3: <laughs> yeah and obviously like in a different setting like, Yeah. you know what i mean like even if you're friends like That was my dad. You don't know him like that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it kind of adds that layer of, like, you actually don't get to do that.
3: You're on the outside of the onion. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we got layers here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Goes deeper, people. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, um, so back to the five stages of grief. (laughs) Which do you think you feel most often? Like, revisits you.
3: Uh, Absolutely sadness. I mean, just no question. As Alex said earlier, acceptance was unfortunately quick because we saw what happened. Um, denial, again, kind of nixes that because we saw what mm-hmm. happened. That was very quick. Um, very brief, as I mentioned earlier, very brief spells of anger. And not really anger, just more frustration. Um, but definitely, I mean, definitely sadness. It'll, like, I don't know, like skiing moguls sometime. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I remember who taught me this, you know, mm-hmm. just little stuff, and it comes back in random places, in random situations. Yeah, that's that's the one for me, for sure.
0: Yeah, with your wedding coming up, do you? Because I know that um, when people die, it's very easy to you know think about those big moments, about the big things they're gonna miss. Um, you know, the birth of a child, a marriage, or a new job, all those big moments. But kind of what you said is that the small moments, the more surprising ones, to you. Do you feel like you've been able to kind of set expectations for yourself and prepare for those big moments?
3: Absolutely. You working um, on it. Yeah. Slowly. <laughs> it is yeah. a. It is a process. We'll put it that way. Um, but you know, I'll be at my friends' weddings and my their dad will make a speech. And I'm like, yeah, I think that was, whoa, I was going to mention that. That was really hard. Yeah. It's um, the worst, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. It's um, horrible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we've obviously we've been to God knows how many weddings. It's out of control. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a topic for a different time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think going to all those weddings has kind of helped us prepare. Yeah. Um, and, you know, planning it, it's like, okay, we're going to have a little, you know, toast to Greg and have like like shots shots of his favorite drink, you know, for anyone who wants them. So slowly like preparing yourself exactly like you said. Um, it's definitely a process. I don't know how it's going to (laughs) go. You know, I don't know what's going to happen that day, but I think we've processed it as well as we can. If that's Mm -hmm. a decent description. I feel like Um, there's a lot
2: of pressure on you too. Like if people know that I mean, obviously they know that you've lost your dad, that will like be at the wedding, but it's almost like what are they gonna do? How are they gonna handle that? Or how are they gonna honor him? I don't know, there's all these definitely questions that I've been asked about it and I'm like, I don't fucking know really, like I don't you know, I don't know. It's just that's interesting.
3: Yeah, it is. Um yeah, Um, I think it's just again, like your your point, it's other people. And their yeah. expectations. So their expectations for yeah. my wedding. <laughs> you know what I mean? For our and wedding. Your dad. Exactly. Your exactly. family, mm-hmm. right? But what are they gonna do to make me feel better? Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's exactly. I feel really
0: weird right now. <laughs> exactly. Do you? Wow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's
3: exactly it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. Well, it. it's always that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it's
1: so frustrating. It is. And it is other people's weddings too. And um, other people's big moments. Mm-hmm. I remember being at a wedding and leaving to go to the bathroom to call Kate to cry. <laughs> because I was like, I, this is not even my wedding. But their mom is here. And that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate their mom. Their mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm sure, yeah. it. at least for me, it makes my wheels turn. So yeah. I can imagine for you... Especially being the groom and it's your father. Mm-hmm. Having your wheels turn and how you're going to cope ahead. Yep. How am I going to handle this? And you brought up a good point that you can't prepare really.
3: No, yeah. You and can
1: do what you can. Exactly. And um, I remember in a therapy session before my mom died, I was like... I keep having dreams of my mom dying already, and she's alive, and I'm super annoyed. How do I make it <laughs> stop? <laughs> okay. I'm really I want to make this end. And she said that is your brain trying to prepare you for something you can't prepare for.
3: Exactly. Right. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's just so
3: true.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> I've
0: never <laughs> heard you say long. that before. It is gonna be yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's great. Uh,
1: it's so true. It's so true. Mm -hmm. So when you do look back at the years of you coping with your grief, kind of carrying the memory of your dad with you, can you see progress you've made when you look back at it? And how do you feel about the progress you made? And how does it help you feel motivated to move forward?
3: Absolutely. I mean, it's night and day, frankly. I mean, for about a year and a half, we were really struggling, Mm -hmm. like really struggling. Um, When
0: you say we, is it like your whole family? Whole family for sure. Okay. Um,
3: Again, my brother got the brunt of seeing and kind of dealing with that firsthand, um, but he has made just incredible progress. Um, having to deal with that and think about what happened, but he it was is, just
2: traumatic too. Like yeah. when you kind of like see it, yeah. Actually, exactly. I feel like that adds a whole nother.
3: Exactly, like he he was layered to the process. I won't say a shell, but you know, broken. <laughs> he was yeah. just broken inside, yeah. and yeah. he has like. Totally revived himself. Yeah. He's a new person. Um, I think for us, it's to a lesser extent than what my brother went through, but I think we've made long strides um, in that department. And I think in terms of motivation, it's keep pushing. You know, this is a process, it's going to be a process for our entire life, lives. Um, But I don't like, it's interesting because, thinking back on it, we didn't really like do much except just live, live for Greg, mm-hmm. live how Greg would have wanted us to. Go skiing, mm-hmm. go to Broncos games, go to concerts. You know, just kind of get out there and do it. So that was, I think that was my motivation really.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to see, the way, I guess your family handled it. Is just very. We're not gonna. I don't know. Do all these special things. Not that it. I don't know if that's good or bad. It was just sort of.
3: I mean, yeah. Move on. You know, like
2: not move on, but just I don't know. Like keep going. Keep going. Like
3: acknowledge that it happened. Obviously, we get together every, every time it's his birthday, but it's not like okay, we need to get together when he passed the day he passed. Yeah. We're trying to, again, not forget that. We acknowledge that it happened. Yeah. But we're trying to celebrate him. In terms, you yeah. know, on birthdays and stuff, not relive the day that it happened. I think that's been a big part, especially for myself, my brother, and my mom, who mm-hmm. were there, and Alex. Um, it happened, but we got to keep pushing.
0: That speaks volumes to me about the type of person that he was.
2: Yes. But that's Definitely. kind of how you are...
3: Absolutely. To it. Absolutely. Yeah. I
2: mean, I think he would just be pissed. He would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, he that, would literally be pissed. Like, he'd that's be pissed. Ex- that's, ex- that's he'd be angry exactly it. at us. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> it, it. He really would. He totally would. I feel like I always thought that, and I was like, "Oh, should we be like?" Which I don't know. Should we be doing what? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what. I'm even, you know, was yeah. asking myself. I mean, myself. even at
3: his funeral celebration, we had like a little moment in the family, and we're like, "We've got to like." Celebrate his life and live how Greg would have wanted us to. Yeah,
2: I mean, that was a fun night. Not be like
3: super sad and obviously we're going to be sad, but can't have those feelings like create a fog over your life. Mm. And so that was was our approach to it. And for us, it's worked. I don't know if that works for everyone. Obviously, as you said, grief is not cyclical or it is cyclical and not linear. Um, And everyone experiences a different way different lengths of time different you know feelings but that worked for us so far
2: yeah (laughs) and that's amazing I think it's
1: really important to touch on that works for you yeah Mm -hmm. which is the most important thing because like you said it's sure it's different for everyone but you found something that works for you which I think is super impressive Mm -hmm. especially that you've been able to do it as a family because I think that oftentimes traumatic events or loss in a family can divide Mm -hmm. so for it to be unifying and for you all to be on the same page of this is how we're going to celebrate
2: Greg yep. is really impressive. Yeah, it's I was going to cool. say that. Like, I feel like we did not like agree, but it was like a was unit a team decision. It was exactly. a team effort. A team effort. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was... It's not like one person was put off by No. the way it was mm-hmm. handled. I don't know if that's handled the right word, a but yeah. yeah. Um, So that was a nice feeling. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And
0: earlier, you kind of said, um, this is just life now. We just have to keep living. So can you tell us your experience with, just in my experience, it was a moment for me of like, it was my birthday, um, my 25th birthday this year. And it was a moment of, okay, this is not just the first anymore. This is now my life. Mm-hmm. This is going to keep going. And I'm going to have to deal with this forever. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us if you had a moment like that of like, It's another day. It's another day. It's another day. My dad's still dead. My dad's still dead. Oh, shoot. He's still not here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And can you tell us about maybe a switch, if that happened for you, of, oh, okay, now this is just my life?
3: Sure. I mean, I think the first, I I mentioned this earlier, but the first time my mom handed me the keys for the Mm -hmm. rental car was, like, holy shit, this is it. Like, this is it. Obviously, you know, holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Where do I sit at the table? Like I've got I was to, gonna say, well, I'm gonna yeah, sit like at the head of the table, table. Mm-hmm. now. I feel you know very weird. I'd like here. nobody
2: can carve the turkey at
3: Thanksgiving. A, <laughs> still, oh literally still. We was, were we were watching YouTube I was, videos. I was watching a YouTube video. Like, and your brother weeks did it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Broncos games. Like we've got four seats and it's like, well shit, my dad went to every one. Who the hell do I guy. invite? Like <laughs> yeah. I've got to invite someone every time now or Austin invite someone. Um, I don't like, I didn't have like a specific moment where it was like, okay, this is life now. Mm-hmm. I think it was again, back to our, you know, so-called strategy or method mm-hmm. of dealing with that was just like live for Greg. I think that's just kind of become, slowly become a part of our, of our lives mm-hmm. in terms of, what the hell do we do (laughs) with (laughs) Thanksgiving or Broncos games or skiing? It's just been a, it hasn't been like a flick of a switch, obviously. Mm -hmm. It was just more of a gradual ease into it type Mm -hmm. deal. Mm -hmm.
1: And I almost wonder, maybe a question for the audience is, if that's common for Mm -hmm. having a shocking loss and our loss was expected. And I feel like you and I both have moments where we're like, oh, That flipped the switch. Mm -hmm. This is no longer the first, second, third. This is just life. Yeah. Whereas it was much more gradual for you guys. Mm -hmm. So maybe just something to
0: ponder. Yeah. It is interesting because I almost like, just because I only have this one experience and I have had several family members die and all of them have been long processes. Not one of them has been a sudden shocking thing. And I kind of almost put it on people who had a shocking death that acceptance must be really far off. That must be one of the last ones to feel because it, I, in my mind, it doesn't feel real, but I almost now wonder, cause it is kind of opposite where mm-hmm. it didn't feel real to me because I was preparing for it for so long. actual sure. years. Right, right. No, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. that is
1: really funny. Yeah. And like It's when almost you, the opposite of what you, yeah, what you would think. To be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you guys. That's super it's interesting. It's super interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 okay. Um, so what is something that is hard? For you both to do without your dad
3: broncos games number one for me it's still tough to this day um we went to get every single game together
2: yeah i think uh west Cliff going to the mountains without your dad is still hard um especially with your grandma yes that is when i'm just like oh if you were here like maybe you'd shut her up sometimes <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he I don't. Had, know, I feel like he would just handle I mean, he, things. He had that yeah. ability. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. yeah. It takes a special human. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's always just. I yeah, don't know, those just two. Family are the main vacations. Ones.
3: Definitely. Also skiing. Um, he taught me how to ski at two years old, three years old. That's that's always a little tough.
2: I wish you could see me skiing now. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All Colorado things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Makes sense. Um, what, Alex, what were helpful tools you discovered in caring for Will and his family when you guys lost
2: Greg? I think just being there and it being okay or knowing that you're not going to say the right thing mm-hmm. or say nothing at all. Just being there, truly. I mean, yep. you're going to fuck it up. like. <laughs> I've never done this before. This is the first person in my life. I haven't had even a grandparent pass away. I'm so lucky. So it was all very new to me, too. And I remember even asking my parents. And they were like, we haven't been through this as a couple either. Like, wow. We don't have any... I remember calling them when we were in Hawaii. And my dad was like, I truly don't have any, like, advice. Which I don't know what you can, you know, tell anyone in that moment anyway. But he was like, just... Be there.
3: Yep, I think it was your presence and just being open in terms of tell me anything. Yeah, I mean that helped me a lot. Yeah, helped my mom a lot. Yeah, Austin was treated a different way, and but you were there. I think that was the biggest thing.
2: Yeah, I think too. As obviously shitty as it was, I remember thinking back like, I'm so glad I was there. Absolutely, absolutely. Just for everyone's. Sake. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling grateful for that afterwards, which I feel like I could have been not mad, but I don't know. Just.
3: Yeah. Just, I mean, you helped a ton when yeah. we were there. I think her I was presence scared. was just calming <laughs> almost mm-hmm. just like, wow, Alex is here. She's part of this family now.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it did make me definitely your mom's and I relationship really grew after that. And yeah as shitty circumstances that that was. And you and I too, I feel like.
3: Absolutely.
2: We were like, oh, I guess this is serious. We really hadn't been (laughs) together. I mean. A year. A year or so, yeah. And I was like, oh, (laughs) this is. (laughs) We're here now. (laughs) We're having these conversations that I didn't think we would have for 50 years. or You know, whatever you would imagine those to -hmm. be. So it was interesting kind of jumping in. To to topics that we talked about right away. You're (laughs) here now.
1: Still here. It's worked out. (laughs) I think, I mean, it gave me full body chills when you said Alex being open to you saying anything made a difference. Because I think we talk about a lot that people walk on eggshells around people who are grieving and it makes you feel... Less inclined to open Over, up
3: mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. yeah so Alex, Alex took the opposite um, approach. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really commend you. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. I
2: really commend you. And especially. you like you see other people too around. I'm sure y'all have this too. It's like people you can tell they're trying to not mm-hmm. disturb, disturb it or <laughs> approach it or whatever. And I'm like, fuck that. Like he obviously <laughs> is fine to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like Good it for you. happened, and I feel like, yeah just ear I commend you because I
1: think people on the outside sometimes tend to think if I bring it up I'm gonna break them right mm-hmm. and it's like first of all my parents death broke me Some of all, you don't have the power and probably I'm gonna wanna talk about the person I lost mm-hmm. third if I don't I'm just gonna tell you
3: Exactly. Yeah. So it's that's like, it's
1: all wrong. <laughs> yeah. It,
0: or you can just be accosted with it. <laughs> yeah. You might as well invite it.
3: But I think that's so funny how people kind of
0: say that. Like, this is something that we think about almost every moment. Like, it's never going to be, you're never, if someone bringing it up, it's never going to be like a, oh I, oh, I wasn't thinking about that right <laughs> now. Like, you probably were. But right. I also think there's a really sensitive way to do it, which is mm-hmm. like, not making it about you. And it's, it's mm-hmm. making sure that I'm going to bring this up so you have space to be open and so you have space to say what you want to say. And a lot of people struggle with that mm-hmm. and they say things more like, I really miss your parent right now. Or mm-hmm. I am having a hard time. It's like,
1: sucks for <laughs>
3: you. <Yeah, laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. Join
3: the fucking club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I exactly. Totally. Kind of got a lot going on up here, yeah. but yeah. let me take this <laughs> yeah. in for you. Okay, yeah.
0: So that's, I mean, that's amazing that you were able to do that naturally and just kind of be that person without having experienced it previously, just being like, I'm going to ask questions, but I'm going to make it about you and I'm going to invite you to be open. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And it's so cool. fun.
2: I mean, I've like seen it in you. I've seen it in you, Mel. Like, you light up when you talk about your
3: parents. Absolutely.
2: Like, it's, fu- it's, it's fun to think about funny things like Mm. I loved asking you questions and memories and Mm -hmm. stuff that you know I didn't know and I wasn't there for so I feel like those are also just topics of conversations that the person who's grieving actually might want to have if they have the space and they feel you know comfortable to open up and talk about it Mm -hmm.
1: it's a great point because talking about the person you miss isn't the hard part missing them is the hard part Definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. seeing their dead body is the hard part yep um, but talking about your life with them, I feel like is super fulfilling, at least for me. Yeah. And I remember mm-hmm. in one of my grief counseling classes, there was a girl there who said she brought a candle with her everywhere she went because her family no longer talked about her mother that she lost. Mm. And she said it was the, the worst experience of her life because her memory was forgotten, right, she yeah. felt like. Yep. And so I think it is really important for people to feel like their loved their lost loved ones memory lives on.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and also reminiscing is the is such a natural part of life. I mean, you get together with friends you haven't seen in a year. What do you do? You talk about the good times. Right. You do it
2: with people who are alive, Why do so? you do it with people? Who are exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. Like you do it right.
0: Yeah. And I love that you said that like people light up when they talk about their loved ones cuz it's so true. You know, me saying oh my gosh, my mom would love this right now. She would, it's not a sad thing. It Mm-mm. is a genuine happy thing. Exactly. No,
2: I feel like we have so many moments where I'm like, oh, Greg would be pissed. <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> just stuff that like makes me laugh or I'm like, this would not fly. If he was here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Countless. I'm like, that's fun. Like that
1: makes me laugh. That yeah. makes me smile. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, for both of you, what is your favorite memory of Greg? If
0: you can Oh
3: boy, one? that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I think it was the December twenty no, 2015 game because the Broncos won the Super Bowl. It oh, was yeah. the game against the Patriots in the snow. We were in a box. Yeah, we beat the Patriots <laughs> in overtime and just just going crazy with my dad. That was
2: hmm. really cool. I think... I have two in mind, but I think probably the most fun I had with him when we went to see Tom Petty Yeah, at Red Rocks. And I remember... We had a driver for the night, you know, so we were like having fun. <laughs> Your dad would get very excited to hang out with us. Like it was so much fun. It would be like you know, in an event, an event, yeah, um, That's awesome. which was so much fun. And I remember he'd probably had a couple cocktails before. The he was evening. a little under the <laughs> <laughs> when they picked us up, and I had just ran a half marathon. Uh-huh. I think the weekend before or something. And I think he asked me like three times on the windy road up to Red Rocks, like how the race went. (laughs) And your mom was so annoyed. She was like, Greg, you've already asked her that three times. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it was just so like, that was just such a fun. We got it in. It was, yeah, that um, was just such a fun concert.
3: I think the other one for me, this was right before we went to Hawaii, actually. Um, I had just gotten a new job. Uh, Yeah, that was my other one. He took me out for drinks. That was really Mm -hmm.
2: cool. Yeah, that's awesome.
3: We were at Dons. Yes, we were classy establishment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> onyx <mixed> drinks. <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah,
2: a staple. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So even though the the actual death was shocking, do you feel like you sometimes when you look back at it, it can be like a little bit kismet because it's kind of insane. You guys were on a vacation and you had a great day beforehand. Like, mm-hmm. do you feel like in a way? It was a good death. Does that make sense? Absolutely.
3: To me? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. He Literally. died doing exactly what he wanted he to do. He loved just
2: the day before we went snorkeling. Remember when he had? The, he just looked so goofy. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> like he <laughs> absolutely he loved circling. to snorkel. Like he snorkeled loves the snorkeling. whole day the day before. Yep. And I remember we went to dinner, and he ordered this like outrageous dish, <laughs> that like your mom was like, why the hell is he ordering? That I don't remember what it was, but we were like maybe gonna like order him, but we ended up going out, and it was it was nice. It was a yeah. fancy place, and he ordered something that was just like absurd, and I feel yeah. like I laughed about that the next day, being like, I'm so glad we went out. I'm
3: yeah. I mean, he he was in the place he loved, Hawaii. He absolutely loved Hawaii, loved snorkeling, loved family vacations. It like was we were all
2: together. I mean, it was.
3: I I, w- I would. This sounds weird. I would not want it any other way, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sounds again very weird. Feels weird saying it. I don't think
1: it sounds weird yeah. because it's I odd. think you got handed a really shitty deck of cards. Yeah. So to know that you have only that choice, I mean, yeah. Of course you wouldn't want it a different yeah. way.
3: Exactly. Obviously I want more time with him. Yeah. But if I could choose, like that's that's probably it, or in oh, Westcliff or yeah. a Broncos game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it was yes is the answer to that question. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's
1: kind of wild to
0: think about. Yeah. It absolutely
3: is. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm.
1: No such thing as a coincidence, especially in in the company of people who are grieving. Right. I think grief connects us in such a strange but powerful way. Mm -hmm. When you know someone is grieving the loss of a loved one, you can connect with them without even saying anything because you've been there. And I think Kate and I talk about that a lot. It's not the the pity. It's Mm-mm. not the sorry eyes. It's not the eggshells. It's the, I get you. Like, yeah. I feel like you. They're
2: treating you yeah.
3: normal. Differently. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That really is so shitty yeah. that this is happening.
0: It's true. And, and we say this a lot, that death is synonymous with life. It's this, you cannot have one without the other. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to die someday. Exactly. Right. And it's so uniting and just to be able to talk about it in a, an unweird way is so freeing and yeah. it's just really
3: ugh. agreed and I yeah. think you guys doing this podcast is fantastic oh, I know wow. it thank this you. is I mean this is I think people need to hear this seriously yeah thank you yeah
1: I think it's really healing also absolutely for us to talk to you guys so I think it's really important for people to know that Kate and I are are healing from listening to your story from listening to other people's stories everyone who's texted us and dm'd us about their stories it's super fulfilling and healing yeah i think it only does good
0: talking about grief only does good because it's good for you it's good for your heart to get it off but it's also good for other people because i'm learning so much just in this conversation you know and i'm learning about things that i've gone through and also things that i haven't gone through that might
2: be coming like exactly like for people who have a Almost with a, it you
3: know a tour guide or something. <laughs> yeah. i hate yeah. to say that because, but it is coming well and it's gonna happen to gonna everyone it. and yes. like exactly. I feel like as
2: our our society just treats it like such this taboo topic and so I'm like, like it happens to everyone so like yeah why are we beating around the bush Oh, are not huge able stigma. to you know, communicate Stigma's about a it. Great word
1: yeah. For it. Yeah, yeah. Stigma mm-hmm. around mortality in general. Agreed. Nobody wants to talk about death. Right. And I think people are more comfortable with talking about heaven and the afterlife and what mm-hmm. happens after. Yeah. But no one talks about what happens in that moment when right. your person dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you find out mm-hmm. your person has died. Yeah. How do you get over it? How do you get through it? It's tough, and nobody talks about it. So I think if you don't have like an Alex or Will or a Kate and a Mel and you're alone, and your person just died, and nobody has ever talked to you about what that could exactly. feel like oof like right it's really
0: scary
2: that's yeah, a, scary. That's so a scary. tsunami yeah yeah I mean. yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah so when you think about your dad now mm-hmm. do you i call my mom i call her cell phone still because if i want to talk to her i have a really hard time just talking i think it's it's hard for me so i Actually, call her cell phone and leave her a voicemail um. and say, "Hope you're having a good day, wherever you are." <laughs> <Love> you. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally are you able to connect with your dad in any type of way now? Oh
3: man, that's a tough one. But I mean, it absolutely yes. It's just like narrowing it down. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like every time I walk past his building, Broncos game, skiing. Like it's mm. skiing is probably the number one. Just.
2: And just when we're outside, like, yeah. I don't know, In the mountains, stuff just totally, um, yeah.
3: But skiing, like, I totally feel him there with me, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, yeah, skiing for sure.
1: It's a beautiful scene, at least for me to picture you up on the mountain with yeah. your dad. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think that connection to him or to our loved one ever has to be verbal.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't, like, I've, I've got voicemail saved for sure. If I want to hear his voice, I don't have, like, the... I don't call his phone which that is not like a Oh no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's it's so
2: really dumb.
0: Kind of, it is <laughs> kind of hilarious. Yeah. It is very strange. <laughs> I'm like walking your phone and like
1: hi mom blah 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 blah. blah. People are probably
2: like
0: it's just so it's, odd.
1: It's, yeah. I, I get it though. I think it's just like a tangent funny story as my dad disconnected my mom's phone without telling my sister and she called her phone Oh no. and it was someone else. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, my, oh God. my God! Did oh my that like God. totally freak her out? It
2: totally freaked her out. That, but that it's would normal. Freak me that call your dead parents out.
1: phone. It is normal. Yeah, okay. it is kind of funny. I literally the other day I was calling her and
0: I literally said to myself, "What if she
1: picked up? Yeah.
0: <laughs> how weird would that be? Hey, <laughs> oh, oh my yeah.
1: God! So <laughs> that's funny. You guys have like experiences yeah. that where you feel connected to Greg. Are there any like symbols that you see or like? A type of bird or like for my mom, it's butterflies and bunnies. Do you have any symbols like that where you're like, oh, I see you, Dad?
3: I really don't.
2: Okay.
3: Um, I will tell a quick story about my mom.
2: Yeah, I was Ooh, gonna say okay. you um, talk about it. So
3: again, back to the wild card Judith, my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> she uh again, a handful. <laughs> I didn't um, know be stars she was uh <laughs> I don't know what she was doing with my mom, but my mom was, like, going nuts. Like, Judy's got to stop. Like, just got to stop. <laughs> so she went to her bedroom and um, looked out the window, and there was this deer just, like, staring at her. Oh. And she was like, that's Greg telling me to calm the hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. That is amazing. Uh, that story has always stuck with me. Um, I, I don't really do, like, I, I don't have the symbol thing. Yeah. But I I know my mom does. Yeah. Because that story, like. When she told me, sent chills down my my yeah. spine. That was oh. weird, and it's just so cool. cool. Yeah, exactly. That's very cool.
2: Do you have one, Alex? I I did used to. I feel like whenever talking back to the Tom Petty story, um, you know, parking in Cap Hill, in oh Denver God. is a huge pain in the ass. And I remember like one night I was really like I think I was asking your dad to find me like a fucking parking spot or something. And like Tom oh, Petty was that. on the radio, and all of a sudden like someone pulled out and. I was like, thank you for that. Also <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. I, I love know that. that. Yeah.
1: I think it's so cool that our our lost loved ones show up to people in the way they need to be. And in the way they need to see them. Mm-hmm. Spot on. It's Spot on. really cool. Mm-hmm. Cause like I truly think that the reason I didn't have well positive dreams about my mom, like she never came to me in a dream, you know? Until recently, was because like I for sure was not ready for that. Like if she did that, it probably would have derailed my grieving process. <laughs> like I couldn't handle it. So instead, I saw like butterflies, or I would hear Christina Aguilera on the radio or whatever. What mm-hmm. do you think, Kate?
0: I I don't have a ton of symbols actually that um signify my mom. But when I found out that she was gonna die, I still had 20 days left of a trip in Europe that I wouldn't get to be with her for, and I saw an elephant every single day. And it was really whoa. weird. Like a bus driving by with an elephant on it or um, an abandoned rain boot in the Cliffs of moore with whoa. an elephant on it. Like oh, really whoa. weird yeah. shit. And I was the only one who would ever see them because I was with other friends. But like it was, they came That's to me. That's kind of the same
2: thing. Right, exactly yeah. what you just said. Like whoa. they're showing up for you. Super weird.
0: Yeah. Whoa. yeah. So I don't know if it was necessarily my mom. And ever since she's passed, it hasn't, it's, I don't think it's her so much as like the universe just being like, it's cool. Oh. <laughs> you got it. It's going to be okay. Yep. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, I just had my first dream about her a couple of months ago. That was really good. Mm-hmm. And it was really sweet. We just, <laughs> she just said, I just said, I miss you. And she's like, I miss you too. And we just laughed. And like, that was it. <laughs> that was the whole dream. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, they do have a funny way of just coming back to you. I feel like when you need it most, which is pretty cool.
3: Agreed. Yeah.
1: It's pretty cool. And even if it's like, you know, that moment where... Like you're looking for a parking spot or you need an answer to something and it drops in. Mm-hmm. You see something on the TV that is like, oh, that's, the, that's where I need to go next. I think they help you grieve them after they're gone. And a lot of that has to do with who they were as individuals. Oh. And yeah. I think it's really, really special, especially like talking to you guys. I think we can relate because our moms were amazing and Greg was amazing And so to be raised by an amazing person who instills a little bit of themselves into you. And then you're like, I'm not them, but they're a part of me and they made me who I am. So it kind of plays into when people are telling you like, you are your dad. I'm not, but who I am is because of my dad. Mm -hmm. Which is like so much more special. That's so much
2: more special. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's a totally different thing and also much more cool like that's it's cooler so cool. yeah yeah
0: I agree yeah, yeah. So you don't have to try you're not right. trying to be your dad yeah you just mm-hmm. he just lives within you mm-hmm. and that's exactly. beautiful mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's less
0: pressure it that is. way too
1: oh way less pressure mm-hmm. i think a huge part that we've kind of all touched on today is expectations and the expectations other people set for ourselves but also the expectations we set for ourselves and i wonder if you know we kind of talked about you being quote unquote the next in line the next male in the family, mm-hmm. the oldest, taking over these, filling these shoes that you can't really fill. It's a lot of expectations. And it's, I think, setting too high of expectations for yourself when you're grieving can be right. damaging. <laughs> yeah.
3: Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I think I did that to an extent and yeah. kind of, you know, reeled it back a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that obviously, you know, was a realization. And a process, but I think we're at a good place now, mm-hmm. a good level. Yeah. But certainly the expectations were set a little bit too high initially. Mm-hmm. And again, you can't fill those shoes, right? It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. So that, that, anyway. that took, I think for everyone, it kind of took a, a bit to really figure mm-hmm. the whole situation out in terms of how the hell do we do this? And what mm-hmm. role oh, yeah. are we going to play in the family, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: It makes a lot of sense.
3: Put, you put it very well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I just think about it a lot because in therapy, I talk about setting expectations a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how, um, the expectations you set for yourself are so much more, like so much harder to attain.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: what I hear from you is that you want to be someone for someone else. Agreed. You want to be strong for your mom. You want to be strong for your brother. You want to be strong for your grandma. You want to be a rock for them, and that's really hard to do if you can't feel like a rock for yourself first. Exactly. And yeah. I remember my thing was like I would just say it's all good. I didn't know what to say. I think that's another thing we could talk about for ages. It was like that's a Mel
2: thing.
1: It's just like I love you for that. <laughs> like sorry your mom died it's, all good. it's all good. don't worry about it like i'll just kind of hint like danny will tell something's off and i'm like i'm just having a bad mom day he's like i'm sorry what can i do i'm like it's all good, it's yeah. all good. And i finally had to like i told my therapist this and she's like let's maybe adjust that phrase instead of it's all good it is Cause existing is so much easier than achieving good, right? Especially when you miss your loved one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just really think setting expectations for yourself is so important Mm -hmm. to being able to grieve, like (laughs) properly,
2: right? Realistically, yeah, realistically, realistically. yeah.
0: Because other people's expectations, you can say, "Mm, "Fuck you." Right. Uh, That's not a part of what this is. You have no idea what's going on. But your own expectations—if you set them too high—it can be so damaging yeah so yeah just like checking in with yourself and being like okay this is not achievable I cannot be this person who am I today let's just be that person today yeah (laughs) like today yeah like literally one day in this hour I don't need to think about anything
2: (laughs) right
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well I just have one more question for you guys what is something you've learned about your grief that surprised you
3: oh boy a lot actually um for me it comes in waves like and these waves can be ripples or they can be like tsunamis (laughs) Um, and it's interesting like there'll obviously always be those moments but it's for me at least slowed gradually um and kind of turned into like wow I love those memories and I love thinking about my dad Mm -hmm. opposed to like holy shit he's gone Mm -hmm. Like being sad about that. Mm -hmm. I think kind of the speed that that went for not only me, but my family and I hope Alex was quicker than I expected. Mm -hmm. And obviously they still, you know, they persist and it's always going to be present, but it's kind of slowly turned into like, wow, that was really cool.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I feel like you realize how much good yeah can come out of it like a lot of fun conversations yeah um a lot of fun memories exactly yeah i feel like it was quicker i was also surprised maybe how okay we felt as a couple at least agreed afterwards agreed yeah and i feel like that speaks volumes about your dad more than anything exactly exactly um and that was cool to you know actualize and see
3: yeah yep it's
0: beautiful um well do you guys have any like final thoughts anything
2: else oh boy um
3: (laughs) I don't know I I I think exactly as Mel put it people need to hear this
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
3: it's it's coming unfortunately (laughs) 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 um yeah I hate to say that but it it's it's coming at some point. So I think um, this is great and thank you for having us. This is yeah, this has cool. actually been really great.
1: Oh thank you for so being here. Yeah. yeah. This has been really great for me. Yeah. Yeah. For you. Absolutely. It's been wonderful. Yeah. We have a club that no one wants to be in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're kinda of forced into it, but hey. man, to I have know. the community really makes the world of a difference. Agreed. It does. Definitely. Yay.
3: Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys.
1: So that was Will and Alex. That was their story of Greg. And we hope that you have taken away as much from it as we have taken away from it and are taking away from it, Um, especially of a new kind of grief that's being covered on this podcast. Um, And we would love to hear your thoughts on how you cope with this kind of grief or how you've experienced it. Um, any feedback? We'd love to hear. We'd love to hear your input.
0: Yeah. Any surprises that you felt too? Because I mean, you could hear it in that like there was parts that Will and Ox touched on that I was like, that really surprised me that that is how um, a sudden death can feel. Because I really kind of went into this episode not really putting my own uh, expectations on it, but just kind of being like, I was wondering how their grief was going to differ from my grief. Yeah. And I did not expect it to differ in the way that it does. It was really interesting. So I was really surprised and I learned so much. So again, this is kind of what we're hoping for future episodes, just all different types of grief so we can explore so many different you know, types of loss so that everyone can further understand so much about grief. And you know, help your friends and family go through it as well and just broaden your heart and open your mind So we can all be a little bit kinder to each other.
1: Yeah, and have a little bit of empathy that maybe you weren't capable of before. I was telling my boyfriend, because this is my boyfriend's friend, Will, that I got to know him and Alex even more than I knew them. And because of the way I got to know them through their grief, I found out a little bit more about myself Mm -hmm. and my grief and how it differs and how it's the same. And I think that's really powerful to be able to empathize. And have empathy for someone, even if you didn't experience the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So, I really hope you guys got as much out of it as, as we're still getting out of it. Definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: And we have a tool for you Woo-hoo! for your toolbox. Drill baby drill. Oh, oh, wait. No. Oh, no. I don't like drills, oil drills. <laughs> oh, so we're not back. drilling. This bang, is baby, not bang. your drill. Bang baby bang. Bang baby bang. <laughs> Screw, baby, screw. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, okay. That's kind of fun. What kind of tool is this? Okay. Anyway. um, <laughs> This tool. <coughs> okay. What we have for you today um, correlates to the holidays again. Surprise. We're in the middle of it. Woohoo. It's the lull between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, I just want to acknowledge all of the grievers out there who are exhausted right now. Shout out to the grievers. Shout out to the Shout grievers. Shout out to the tired grievers. We all we see tired. You. Can we hear it from the back. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay. We feel you. We hear you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my last therapy appointment. Woo, I'm talking about therapy again. Shocker. Um was all about how I was feeling exhausted and not knowing why. And I I said, maybe it's the time of year. Is it just this time of year? It's dark a lot. Maybe I'm not sleeping that well. I don't really get it. I don't feel very motivated. I'm usually a very motivated person. I don't feel very focused. I'm usually very focused and driven. What the heck is going on? And I had just finished telling her about my experience with my Thanksgiving and how I was doing a lot of coping ahead and how I was preparing myself for worst case scenario, just in case and, and how it ended up being one of the best Thanksgiving of my life. And immediately afterwards, I felt totally drained and how we have Christmas coming up. And I've done a lot of prep work for that, a lot of coping ahead, a lot of this and that, et cetera, et cetera. And she, she reeled me back into what I had been doing and brought up a good point that you have put in all of your energy into preparing for the holidays without your mom, and so you're exhausted, mm-hmm. and it's okay to be exhausted because you're you are putting all of your energy into preparing yourself to get through those days. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say, "Hey, I'm exhausted. I'm I'm using my tools. I'm working it because I'm just preparing myself to get through some of the hardest times of the year."
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I definitely think. Last year, I just didn't really know what to expect because it was my first holiday season without my mom, and I didn't really understand the exhaustion of it, and I was not prepared for that at all because I just didn't see it coming. But on Christmas Day, <laughs> we have we have a long Christmas day. So Christmas Eve, we go to my uncle's house, and we rage. It's just what we do. <sighs> we, we just drink a lot. Uh, last year, we did not because of COVID, but we still... Drank a lot because it's it's our family tradition. All right. We're Irish. It's what we do. It's very fun and exciting. (laughs) So we all kind of woke up a little bit groggy on Christmas Day, but we open presents in the morning. We have Christmas brunch. It's the same exact meal every single year. And then we relax for a couple of hours before we prepare Christmas dinner because we always have people over to our house for Christmas dinner. So during the lull, we usually watch a movie. We sit by the fire. We do whatever. We chill out. This time, it was, I had the best surprise ever. My sister and I had the most, most amazing surprise. My mom's friends had put together these gigantic gift baskets for us, like enormous. Like we, it took my, it took us like half hour to open all these gifts from everyone. It was so, it was beautiful. It was so nice and it made me so emotional, but I didn't get my recovery time. And also the heightened emotion of receiving that gift made me even more tired. And I had to go take a nap, number one. And like, after we did that for like 30 minutes, I was like, I just need to go like settle down and be by myself for a second. And then for the rest of the day, I was kind of out of sorts. I won't lie. Like I was not in a super funky place. Like I just was, I was really quite exhausted, not just tired, but like exhausted. Like the whole thing had just kind of settled on me and I was kind of in a little bit of a, like a fog. So I will say, I just didn't see it coming. And even though all the emotions I experienced that day were super positive, like there was, I obviously missed my mom and I was a little bit sad, but it wasn't in a way that like, I didn't cry, I didn't feel the need to like, you know, it was just, we acknowledged her absence and we had a little toast and, and then we enjoyed our day. So really everything was good, but still because of the extreme emotion I felt, And the also lack of just like taking a minute, it was absolutely complete draining. So if you have, you know, if you think you might be experiencing that coming forward, it's perfectly okay to say, I'm going to carve out a little bit of space in this day to just go have some quiet time, especially if you need some time to recharge. Typically, it's perfectly all right because things are heightened and when you have, heightened emotions, even if you don't realize it, your energy tank drains quicker.
1: It, it drains just does. so much quicker. And especially when you have heightened emotions and maybe possibly you're putting on a show mm. for the people you love because you want to be as happy as they are. Mm-hmm. And so that takes a lot of energy to put on a show. And it's okay to take time to yourself. And between now and Christmas, it's also very important, I think, to not judge yourself If you're starting to feel exhausted, unmotivated, unfocused, to not stress, to not judge yourself about it, maybe to take a look and say, hey, I'm really proud of myself for coping ahead for preparing for what's to come. And I'm going to give myself a little time off from doing that. You know, I think I've, I've set some time aside for me to prepare for this day. And now I need to go do something that fills my tank. Mm-hmm. Of positivity. Yeah. It's okay to take those breaks from it, too. And trust yourself that on that day, what happens will happen, and you will be prepared. hmm Absolutely. Yeah. Well put. The holidays are tough. We feel you.
0: <laughs> they are. And I feel like they're tough even for people that aren't grieving. Because it's just yeah. so much. There's just, just so much so to much. do. There's people to see. There's food to eat. There's drinks to drink. There's presents to buy. Like, it just... There, it's overwhelming already. So if you feel even more overwhelmed and exhausted, it's no surprise. Mm-mm. And you don't need to feel weird about that. No. It's all right. To take a moment to sit in a dark closet. Yeah. Which I literally have done before. Yes. I'm not doing I've like been in a <laughs> giant room of people and been like, I need to leave. And I literally
1: sat in a dark closet, okay. but I I sat on
0: the floor, and that's what I had to do. And <laughs> that's what
1: you have to do sometimes. That's
0: all right. You okay. just
1: have to pollucate sometimes. <laughs> walk walk yourself into that dark closet.
0: You sit on that ground. And then
1: you sit your took us down and yes. you take a moment for yourself. And that is okay. That is okay
0: we won't judge you yes
1: and it really is it really is okay to just walk away Mm -hmm. when you need when you need it when you feel it building up better to just walk away Mm -hmm. yeah that's that that's that (laughs) that's
0: that yeah um and as we're always going to ask for this if you have any tips for getting through stuff like this so any holiday jitters or if you've already been through the holidays several times and you're like you know what this is the thing that helped me like please let us know because yeah. we want everyone else to know too.
1: Yeah. It's tough. It's easier when you have multiple options. Plan A through Z instead of just plan A. Totally. Yep. And that's that. All right. That's all we got for you, pals. And as we always say, it is what it is. And it's okay but- not to be okay. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I just said the thing that I hate. You said the thing you hate.
1: (gasps) I was going with it. I was like, okay, and it's okay not to be okay. No, I know that was really weird. That just came out of your mouth. Ew! Ew. I take it back. I take it back. (laughs) Okay. 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 I feel so gross. (laughs) I can't believe that. Okay. Oh my god! What is happening? Really weird. That was really weird. All right.
0: This branding for real now. Okay. Okay. Everyone just forget that that happened. Everyone
1: forget (laughs) that that happened. That never happened. so weird. Kate said the thing she hates. Uh, All right. Uh, Go for it, Mel. Okay. (laughs) And as we always say, it is what it is.
0: And it is what it is. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) And it is what it is. It is what it is. And it is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. Okay. No, I'll
0: take it away. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 As we always say, usually, most of the time, correctly, (laughs) it
0: is what it is. And it's okay to not be okay.
1: (laughs) See you next week. Cheers.